0: So, Rachel, Burnham finds herself aboard the USS Discovery, where she quickly realizes things are not as they seem, including the mysterious Captain Gabriel Lorca. Huh? What do you think you're going to get?
1: Are they transporting her to prison? Yeah. (laughs) Let's say the captain's trying to do away with this cute Tilly person everyone says I'm going to like, and Burnham saves everyone's lives and is allowed to stay and serve on the ship. Lorca might be sexy, so hopefully Sarek doesn't mind-melt while Burnham and Lorca are getting it on.
0: Oh my god, why would you think that would happen?
1: Let's see. <laughs> Rachel watches Star Trek!
0: Woo! Welcome! welcome.
1: Rachel watches Star Trek I'm Rachel Lackey
0: and I am her husband Chris Lackey
1: we're just a regular couple of podcasting joes We sure are. Working our way through Star Trek, me for the first time.
0: Yes, and we are flitting from the next generation to Discovery, Mm -hmm. back and forth, and uh, this is a Discovery episode that we're going to do. Yeah. Then we'll jump back to some next gen, do a few episodes of that, and then back again to Discovery.
1: Just like a couple of little cute moths.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I saw that Lower Decks is going to be available in the UK this month.
1: Finally. Yeah. So we might flit over there.
0: We might give that a go as well.
1: Yeah. But don't worry, we're not leaving your next gen behind. No way. They'll yep. be getting the bulk of the attention. Oh,
0: my God. I love next gen so much.
1: So we'll just launch into the story, shall we?
0: Yeah. It has been six months since the last episode has mm-hmm. happened in, in the story.
1: She's been in prison for six months.
0: Yeah. And Burnham, along with three other prisoners, whose names are Stone, Cold, and Psycho.
1: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to them, they don't mention their names in the show. Yeah.
0: They're on board a shuttle, an SPT-21 being transferred to, to Tellon.
1: Michael looks pasty and dead behind the eyes. She clearly hasn't been doing her skincare routine in prison, <laughs> but her hair looks amazing. That must have taken hours. <laughs> Stone says they're being transferred because there was an explosion at the mine, killing 50.
0: Their attention turns to Burnham, the mutineer. Psycho says her cousin was killed aboard the USS Europa, along with 8,000 others. Ooh. And Burnham, to be pedantic, says 8,186.
1: Well, not only pedantic, but she's got each of those lives on her hands,
0: hasn't she? So she yeah. knows
1: the exact number.
0: She's not. Uh, yeah, obviously she's saying that, no, no, it wasn't just 8,000. Mm-hmm. There were still 186 others that died because yeah. of my goof. A proximity alert sounds and the shuttle shakes. Glowing moats begin to gather around the windows and the pilot heads out the airlock.
1: That's a good punchy start to the show then, isn't it? Oh, yeah. What's happening? Hey, where are you going? Um, hey, what's going on? Shouldn't somebody be flying this thing? That species, GS54. An organism that feeds on electricity. It's feeding on the shuttle's power systems. Bay doors open. Unless the pilot can get rid of the infestation fast enough, they'll drain us of all of our power. We'll drift until our oxygen runs out. Or we freeze to death. Whichever comes first? Um. Did uh, you come back? Hello? Relax. The pilot's taken care of. Me. Warning, safety tether disconnected. Warning, autopilot malfunction.
0: We're all gonna die. Okay.
1: Oh, that we see the pilot go tumbling past the window? That's never good. It's a pretty
0: awesome opener.
1: Yeah, that's a good moment, though, especially it, that.
0: It's doing a really good job. And I have to say that I thought that this third episode is much better than the first two, and I wish yes. that it started with that. Mm. But, but I think they had to lay some groundwork that is going to come later. And they're trying to do all that.
1: Yeah. Co-
0: Groundwork and flashbacks? I don't know if if it would have worked out.
1: I don't know. Some of you out there have told us you haven't made it this far. So let us know how you're feeling about it as we go along.
0: I really think it picks up and it becomes a really good show. And Mm. it becomes the show that it's supposed to be at this point.
1: Yeah. The other prisoners try desperately to remove their restraints. But Burnham sits calmly, just willing to face death, maybe, or unemotional due to it being out of her control.
0: I got the impression that she just didn't want to be alive anymore and was kind of welcoming death. Yeah. Overhead, a starship has locked onto the shuttle with its tractor beam. It is the USS Discovery. Oh, it's
1: coming to save them. I love the effect of it pulling them through a transparent barrier into the shuttle bay.
0: This design looks similar to the Enterprise, and that's because it was one of the original designs for the USS Enterprise.
1: Nice nerd fact there. Yeah. It means nothing to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's cool. I mean, they were really trying to, to tap into some old Trek. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. They know
1: they're going to be using tech that never existed in TOS, but they're going to at least do the designers authentic.
0: Yeah. Uh, The prisoners are being escorted onto the ship by an armed security officer.
1: Really big guns.
0: They wonder why a brand new ship is so far away from the edges of the war.
1: Is everything into the war effort now?
0: Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because it's full blown, crazy big war. Commander Ellen Landry enters. She is the chief of security.
1: No-nonsense, cold demeanor. She's played by Rekha Sharma of Indo-Fijian descent, best known for her role as Tori Foster on Battlestar Galactica. Yes, yeah. Like a true Trek actor, she's also been in the Twilight Zone, among many other things. Wow,
0: good for her. She refers to them as garbage, mm-hmm. especially Burnham.
1: Oh, most of the crew in this are tools.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: an insult to penises, sorry. Most of the crew in this are garbage. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, they're they're pretty... Mean. You'd think yeah. they'd be a little bit more, I don't know, evolved.
1: Yeah, I get they don't like her. They've got cause, but they just come across as sure. assholes don't they?
0: Yeah. As they walk through the ship, they get the impression that it's a science vessel, although officers stand guard in full tactical uniforms armed with phaser rifles, and they have plain black Starfleet insignias on their chests.
1: Yeah, that was a cool detail. I didn't know what it meant, yeah. but I liked it.
0: They enter the mess hall. Landry has been instructed, as she says, to feed the animals. Ah, oh,
1: come on! Hey, these are super prisoners, presumably, and they take their cuffs off and let them at it in the canteen. How about the brig? <laughs> give them some food in there.
0: Yeah, well, well, obviously, story. But I wonder if in the future people aren't necessarily as violent, you know, just in general, mm-hmm. and that they're under supervision. And... They're
1: called stone cold and psycho, though.
0: In the script. In the script. Anyway, carrying her tray, Burman passes uh, Kayla Dentmere, formerly of the Senju. She was the helm officer there, and she avoids eye contact with her and moves away quickly. She now has cybernetics and a replaced eye.
1: This is the worst first day of high school ever for Burnham. <laughs> Walking around with your tray, trying mm. to find someone who lays you sit there, just to settle for sitting with the other prisoners. Yeah. They're freaks and geeks.
0: Y- yeah, I'll say.
1: Cold says, let's add one more to the war's death toll, and he and Psycho attack Burnham. Would that add to the war's death toll?
0: Not really. (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't think
1: of a better line to say before they got her, I guess.
0: He's a criminal, he's not very smart.
1: (laughs) A security officer tries to intervene, but Landry stops him, after Burnham successfully incapacitates the two in a very cool display, of fast foo.
0: Mm -hmm. Too cool? Nah. No.
1: No. <laughs> Landry holds her at phaser point, announcing that the captain wishes to see her. Ooh, why? To tell her off or to tell her she's awesome. It was unclear. <laughs> I liked that.
0: Uh, at Discovery's Bridge, Burnham sees Saru, now first officer. The Kelpian regards her momentarily and then he turns back to his duties.
1: Oh. Talk about you, walk of shame.
0: A little on Kelpians, besides having more developed senses, Kelpians have exceptional physical strength and stamina, mm. and of course they've got those danger-sensing feelers. Yeah, we see those later. We do see those later. They're also more sensitive to light, including they can see ultraviolet and heat. Whoa. And have more sensitive touch, you'll learn about this thing called Vahari in season two. Oh, okay. In his ready room, the lights are darkened. and Captain Gabriel Lorca looks out of the window. A triple coos on his standing desk. This guy doesn't oh, sit down. This
1: is great. There's so many standing desks in this. So healthy.
0: <laughs> he apologizes to Burnham for the low light, saying his eyes are injured and he needs to adjust to light changes very slowly in order to For see. his eyes
1: to be saved.
0: He says, does this make me seem mysterious?
1: <laughs> I wonder if they'll bother to keep this up with his eyes. Seems like an inconvenience. Yeah. It seemed like a power move. At first, mm-hmm. like the bosses who let you into the office as they finish a phone call for ages, or they're still writing something down, and you have to just stand there like cheese at fourpence, waiting for them to finish. A what? <laughs> <laughs> Some old wartime phrase. Cheese like, at fourpence. I think four it was pence? cheese that was really expensive, so no one would ever buy it, so it would just you know be oh, on the shelf for a long time. Oh, I
0: see. Something like that. Okay, okay, that makes sense.
1: Turns out he has a disability, so then they flip it. Just as I was thinking, it was a tool. Yeah. Then I felt bad about it.
0: Well, wow, he might still be a tool. He might, Yeah, he might. Uh, Jason Isaacs is English, the actor. English stealing American jobs again. Oh, sorry. And American men.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was born in a Jewish Liverpool suburb. He, he's Jewish as well. Best known for Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter films. He has a very large body of work.
1: Yeah, impressive. He went to the Haberdashers' Asks Boys School. If he can put the three apostrophes in the name in the right places, you pass the entrance exam. <laughs> I say, because that is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's pretty rough.
1: Sounds like it was pretty horrible, as was London in general then for a Jewish family, he said. And it prepared him to play villains. Oh, gosh. After studying law, he trained at Mild drama school, Central oh. School of Speech and Drama. Oh, wow, look yeah. at that. Burnham is unimpressed and refuses to brown nose. Lorca offers her a fortune cookie, saying it was his family business back in the 22nd century. Fortune cookies lasted that long. Love it. They're great. (laughs) Lorca notes that was before hunger, need and want were no longer a concern. So that's interesting. Sort of, you wouldn't need your future telling if you were already completely satisfied Mm. and couldn't have a different life. Yeah. Anyway, or something, couldn't find your fortune. He says you've balls that up though now, haven't you?
0: Oh, he's read her file and he is impressed. Burnham is onto him. An unannounced prison transfer, a sudden course change. Lorca suggests the universe may simply hate waste.
1: He doesn't like that she's not being put to use Mm -hmm. with her skill set. Yeah. So the script drip feeds us well, I think. And the exposition is usually not too clunky.
0: In this particular scene, it's very well done, I thought. In later scenes, not not so so much.
1: much. (laughs) Coming around the desk to stand next to Burnham, Causing her to back up. He seems a bit creepy. Mm -hmm. What should I do with you? He's saying. They do well, I think, at the male boss misusing his power dynamic. Mm -hmm. If that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. And she's onto that and feels sort of wary of that. Sure. He reckons someone will get killed if he puts her in the brig with the others. Can't they do separate cells in there?
0: You'd think. (laughs) I guess they just have to talk
1: around why they're not doing what's logical.
0: He says he needs her quantum physics expertise while they wait for the shuttle to get fixed. She says, no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) You think I care what your preferences are? Until your vessel's repaired, you'll be assigned to quarters and put to work. I'm not a chauffeur. There's no free rides on my ship. You were once a Starfleet officer. I will use you or anything else I can to achieve my mission.
1: And what mission is that, sir?
0: To win the war, of course. send everyone home safe and happy. Dismissed. So Burnham has led to her quarters. I guess they're crewmen quarters.
1: Mm, quite a lot of space in there. It's pretty big. You can uh, do your yoga real nice in there. <laughs> practice your numchucks.
0: It's bigger than our bedroom for sure. It's sleeker.
1: Not very cozy though.
0: It, there's two beds and Burnham pops down on one of the beds and has a little rest, a little thinky.
1: On top of the sheets like a badass. <laughs> <laughs> And a young woman enters. This is so neat. They, uh, they told me because of my special needs that I couldn't have a roommate, which was kind of a letdown because a roommate is like an automatic built-in friend. And, and then they told me that I was going to have a roommate. And so now I, I guess that's you. And, um, um, hi, I'm, I'm cadet Sylvia Tilly. talk when I'm nervous um my instructors advise me to work on that why are you nervous I'm trying to decide if I should tell you that you took my bed she's endearing from the start I assumed that it was Tilly yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah someone not so uptight for a change and the show shifted for me here as she entered like I could relax or something or it might be fun
0: yeah Burnham moves only when she finds out that the bedding on the other bed will make Tilly snore
1: why did they even have it in there then I don't know. Either give her a one bedroom or just strip that bed off.
0: Or maybe she's lying. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because just we find out later back. she does lie, <gasps> remember, does to, lie. To, to get things that she wants to avoid confrontation, I guess. Mm. And she really does seem to be on the spectrum. A bit. Yeah. And maybe... I think
1: she's trying to play it that way, the actress. I don't know if it continues like that. She does a lot of sort of avoiding eye contact and being a bit concerned about how she'll come across socially or something.
0: Tilly is breezy and friendly, uh, wanting to call her Mickey until she realizes who Burnham is and gets very nervous. Mm. All of a sudden, black alert, the lights go down and Burnham's like, what's going on? And Tilly won't say anything. She just lies on the bed and faces away from her. Then Burnham watches as liquid seems to condense in the air and then fall to the desk. It's quickly absorbed. Yeek. What is going on with this ship?
1: Yeah. There's so many moments. She says it there, I think, doesn't she? But there's so many moments where you can tell she's thinking that. Yeah. Do you think they have to lie down and face the wall? Uh, No. Is that the black alert position? No. She's just rejecting her.
0: Yeah, I think so. And maybe it makes her a little uncomfortable. Or as we learn later in the episode, that this is still very experimental. Mm. So maybe she's a little nervous about it.
1: Yeah, yeah position. Well, now it's morning and Burnham has apparently synthesized herself a uniform. Mm-hmm. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. She looks amazing. It's plain to show that she's been stripped of rank, which looks pretty effective against all of the other costumes with their golden shoulders and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarah escorts her to her duty station.
0: He says that the ship can handle over 300 different science missions. As they arrive at engineering, Burnham tries to apologize for her actions and she compliments him on his eulogy for Giorgio. Because he spoke at her funeral. Mm. He says that he understands that she's sorry, but she will forever represent danger to him. Mm. If she causes trouble, he'll do a better job of protecting his captain than she did hers. Oh, oh.
1: Burn him.
0: Burn him. Oh. When he says it, it's not really a burn. It's just, it's just kind honest. Of, it's honest. Yeah. It's the truth. He's it's not like trying look. to
1: be mean like the others
0: are. Yeah. He's like, look, I can't trust you. I can't trust you. I, I know yeah. that you're great and you did amazing things, but this one thing makes you untrustworthy and yeah. that makes me sad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Are you crying?
0: I'm crying a little bit. Yeah, it's moving. Yeah.
1: Burnham discovers that Chief Engineer Stamets is in an off-limits room, accessible only by breath print. What is going on on this ship? <laughs> Tilly lies to stop Burnham taking the station next to her. Yeah. And then Stamets enters, brushing something sparkly off his shoulders.
0: Yes. I was told to expect a Vulcan.
1: There may be a misunderstanding. On my part? Yes.
0: No. You're making this very complicated...
1: I was raised on Vulcan, and I attended the Vulcan Science Academy.
0: My uncle ever plays in a Beatles cover band. It hardly makes him John Lennon. <laughs> Ooh.
1: <laughs> Such a 23rd century reference. I know. <laughs> Burnham starts work at the station next to Tilly. Later, she overhears Stamets and a colleague, Strahl, talking about achieving Sparin' 12 or something on Discovery, but it being possible to attempt even Sparin' 900 by not growing your own... Or something mysterious. Yeah. Strahl is doing a somewhat creepy 3D Zoom call, by the way, so it's just his head kind of popping through. Then we get some clunky exposition. We've been on the project 12 years. You're one of my oldest friends, et cetera, which people would never say to each other. Yeah. Stamets is concerned about safety. Then they catch Burnham lurking and end the call. He won't give her the info she needs to complete her work, but she's able to identify an incorrect line of code anyway.
0: Burnham collects some of the sleeping Tilly's drool She's still storing, by the way. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Uh, On the napkin and uses it with a compressed air can to shoot the DNA into the sensor, thereby allowing her access to the secret lab. Mm,
1: Sneaky. It's filled with glowing plants and twinkly lights. Very Christmassy.
0: It's fungy.
1: Oh, we learn that the USS Glenn, whilst doing black alert maneuvers, has suffered an incident with the loss of all hands. Lorca's boarding party is Stamets and Landry, the head of security, mm-hmm. to bring back project materials to Discovery. The Glen is near Klingon territory, so getting the technology before they do is a priority. Stamets is suspicious. Lorca says take Burnham to Stamets objects, but Saru gives Burnham a glowing report, despite her crime, of course.
0: Hmm. Their shuttle also includes Tilly, security officer Kowalski, and Bryce as the pilot. This is Tilly's first away mission, and she is super excited. Hmm. She apologizes for trying to avoid Burnham earlier, fearing that it would tarnish her reputation with her superiors if they saw her, you know, hanging out with Burnham. Yeah,
1: nice honesty.
0: Uh, she tells her it's a flaw that she cares too much about what others think, and she wishes that she could be more like Burnham, whom everybody hates.
1: <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> She's yeah.
0: like, oh, I'm sorry, oh, that sorry came I came wrong. Oh, sorry I
1: said that, yeah. <laughs> they reach the damaged Glen, Burnham asks whether the issue arises from biology or physics, which leads to a long pompous tirade from Stamets about how they are the same. Spores are the building blocks of energy in the universe. He's cross because Burnham's war split him and his BFF, seen as a 3D head earlier, and there is split up him and his BFF, seen as a 3D head earlier, onto separate research.
0: Yeah. Of course, his best friend forever just died on the glen.
1: Oh. Yeah, well, fair enough. I guess you would be pretty angered. Yeah. Starfleet's goal, he says, wasn't exploration, but military. Now Stamets is reluctant to hand the technology over to Lorca.
0: Now, on the ship, they find bodies that are horribly mutilated and contorted. It looks like The Thing, the movie The Thing, where they're all kind of twisted and malformed. Yeah.
1: There's something off about them, though. They don't really look real enough to be moving or shocking. Yeah. As they head to Engineering, a creature runs noisily past a doorway. But they don't leave!
0: They got a mission! Uh, they find a Batleth. The Klingons are already on board. Oh dear. Stamets says if the Klingons are already aware of their tech, then it's all over. Hmm. A triple-lift door is hammering open and closed over a severed leg. Gross. <laughs> there are dozens of dead Klingons. Whatever did this was capable of penetrating double reinforced metal.
1: Get out! A
0: Klingon steps forward and shushes them, but then is dragged away by a huge alien creature. Burnham says, run! As Landry and Kwaski open fire. They make it to engineering, but the creature attacks Kwaski before the emergency shutters conceal them in.
1: Stammer orders Burnham to download the ship's logs while Tilly gets telemetry and checks spore containment. The creature is slamming against the door, breaking through. The entrance bay is jammed. They have lots of dodgy modified tech there that they've found, so they've got to gather it. Burnham asks for a phaser, which they reluctantly give to her as the creature breaks through. She fires to get it to chase her into a jefferies tube and through the duct. Which is pretty cool and heroic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she then quotes Alice's Adventures in Wonderland as she goes along, which I just thought was a bit cheesy and forced.
0: Cause... Yeah, there's a whole big Alice in Wonderland thread that goes through the series that mm-hmm. I don't get.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't
0: understand what it's supposed to be about. I like, guess
1: we should read it. No, I, as we do it. <laughs> I know
0: Alice. I know Alice in Wonderland, and I'm familiar with the story. I the cartoon. It's just about things not being as they seem.
1: Yeah, but we already get that, don't we? Yeah,
0: and how is that different than any other Star Trek? Right. Star Trek is always things aren't what they seem. You well, know? not
1: this much. Well, the, no, but then again, there's never anything on the scanners and the <laughs> sensors, and then it's all there, isn't it? I presumed the duct was narrowing because she was talking about the bits in Alice where she gets bigger and smaller. Yeah. I don't, didn't add anything for me. In fact, no. it was distracting.
0: It was distracting. It seemed like she was nutty like Mm. she was having some kind of breakdown because she was just quoting it as she was scurrying away being chased by a monster so it was just felt very strange
1: yeah it just felt like one of those things they do maybe more often in theater where they think oh this will be highbrow or people love the juxtaposition of this and it's just a bit come on yeah get on with it
0: i agree she arranges for stamets and the gang to collect her at the shuttle so she takes jeffrey's tube above the hangar and then opens up a panel, drops down, jumps on the shuttle, into the shuttle, and the shuttle flies off out of the hangar into space.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great moment. And she has mentioned that every ship's pretty much like another, so she yeah. <laughs> she's probably been through the ducts of the Shenju as well. I well guess.
0: Probably, yeah. <laughs>
1: or has it all memorized?
0: Back on discovery, Burnham is in her prison jumpsuit again. Saru compliments Burnham saying her absence from the fleet is a loss.
1: Mhm. Lorca says, "Ah, go on, you've got the job. Stay life sentence, shmife sentence. Starfleet's not bothered I can do what I want." She declines. He gets it right that she does in part just want to punish herself, but she also thinks he's super dodgy. That he's deliberately brought her here and he's developing a biological weapon in violation of the law thinking she'll be just the person to step outside the rules but you don't know me she says it's a great scene nice and complex yeah it is yeah Yeah. she's starfleet till she dies in spite of her lifetime imprisonment
0: yeah but she doesn't have it right which is interesting as well Uh, he non-consensually beams her to engineering and asks her to step into the reaction cube Taking a container from the storage wall, he notes that it's simply harmless fungal spore and they are grown on the ship in that room that Burnham broke into. So he knows about that. He releases the spores into the reaction cube around Burnham.
1: So they're swirling gorgeously around as they speak. Although you'd think they'd go in her nose and stuff as she breathes. I guess Mm. it doesn't hurt you. Yeah, but they don't go in her nose. You can see where they are.
0: I don't know. He explains it's a new way to travel. The spores provide access to an organic propulsion system, allowing jumps across the mycelial network.
1: What?
0: Yeah, there is some science to this, but from what I've read about it, the science seems very There's science to this? Oh, yeah, but I think it's pretty woo-woo. I don't wow. think it's really based oh, in any kind of. I think it's more spiritual and metaphysical than actual physics, but I could be wrong. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, if, please, if anybody knows about this, the scientific theories behind this stuff, we would like to know more. He explains that Discovery has only been able to travel hundreds of kilometers, but the Glen has been able to travel dozens of light years in a matter of seconds. Ooh. Burnham hasn't heard of any of this stuff before and wants to know how the drive works. Lorca explains that my SEAL network is like a web that spreads across everything. It has enormous potential to win the war. Because it by... can
1: be there one second, pop off the next.
0: Yeah. It's basically teleportation mm. as opposed to having to warp places. You can just pop in, pop out anywhere. Wow. While Burnham is still in the queue, but Lorca is able to show her many different locations. And Doria, Romulus, and other things pop up, and then she's back on discovery again. Whoa. I'm guessing they can use this Mycel network to spy on these locations, yeah. but not actually physically go there, which is something I'm not sure they actually use later in the mm. series. It's creepy but maybe it's a test thing or maybe it was just recorded information maybe it wasn't actually her seeing yeah. what was going on maybe this moment. was a
1: green screen effect to impress her. <laughs> exactly he opens the cube and lets Burnham out he says he's read her report and the transcripts from her trial he likes her predictive mind and the willingness to do the right thing whatever the cost he says universal law is for lackeys come on guys <laughs> why are they always taking our name in vain uh, uh, sick of it I never had this with Ford
0: yeah that's my maiden no. name we'll finish the quote
1: all right. <laughs> Universal Law is for lackeys. Context is for kings. Oh, that's the name of the title. What a drive-by.
0: It, it On is us. On yeah. us, yeah. And he has no place doing that. I I'm don't gonna, like it. I'm going to have to have a talk with him at the next convention. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this means that leaders need to look at the big picture and that sometimes the ends do justify the means.
1: Yeah. He finally sells it to Burnham that she helped start the war. Doesn't she feel obligated to try and help end it?
0: Yeah. He offers her a fortune cookie and she takes it. The fortune inside reads, man with hand in pocket feel cocky. (laughs) I guess that's foreshadowing. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't.
1: (laughs) In the mess hall, Saru's threat ganglia trigger as he watches the prison shuttle go to warp. And he shyly pushes them back in. Hmm. He's worried about the whole thing, is he? Have they given the spores to the shuttle now to make it go faster than it should?
0: No, he's worried that Burnham's on board. She didn't go on that shuttle like she was supposed to. Fair enough.
1: Burnham softens at last in her quarters with Tilly, who thinks Burnham can teach her a lot. Burnham shows Tilly a real book she's excited to see her. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, which, big reveal, question mark. Her foster mother, Amanda, used to read to her and her son, and it taught her that the world is not always logical. I know I've been told that she's Spock's, half-sister or whatever, but we've seen it with Zarek, so it's yeah. not how much of a Yeah,
0: That makes me wonder if this was originally the pilot, oh. and then they went back and did that those two other ones before it. Mm. Because this, man, this feels like a pilot episode to me. So that's like a little hint. Right. At, at this point, it's not a hint, it's just, just information that we already know. It. But we end with Lorca and Landry watching the Glen being destroyed, scrapped, because they don't want the Klingons to get a hold of it. And the USS Glenn is no more. Sad to see a ship like that go. Just a ship. So is our new guests settled in? Aye, sir. Snug as a bug in a rug. And I think we will spend some time together this evening. Thank you for beaming it aboard.
1: Anything, anytime, Captain.
0: Dismissed. You kidding, kidding. Ah. Oh, they've got the
1: big creature. They Why? took it back from the ship. Why?
0: Why would he do something like that?
1: Locker, no. That's the opposite of sexy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's get into concepts.
1: Yeah. Pretty heady. Mm-hmm. The spore stuff, it's pre-genesis device. Mm-hmm. It's kind of along those lines. It's not but did it create that creature do you think it's got the potential to create all life or it's the building blocks of life?
0: Not exactly. We'll find I, it more I, later,
1: I Yeah, way. I know mm.
0: exactly what it is obviously because I've watched the whole series. Yeah. But the mycelial network is just this kind of connection of fungi mm. that exists all over the universe. They have some kind of subatomic connection to one another. That's it really. Yeah. And that they're able to somehow use this connection to be able to transport materials across great distances.
1: So it hasn't made the creature like no. the Genesis device made Spark again.
0: Well, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything okay, by no, answering this me. question. Yeah,
1: don't tell me. But I'm intrigued. Yeah. I presume it goes tits up because it's never mentioned in TOS. Mm-hmm. Is it big throughout Disco then? This mycelial?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They kind of explain what happens and why nobody's heard of this at the end of the second season Mm, of of Discovery, yeah, which is kind of a surprise.
1: This is an episode where they're setting up a big concept that's gonna be throughout it. Yeah, Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a science ship, not a war one, but it's making spores for war transport.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if they crack this code and basically can make starships teleport, Mm-hmm. Then they will be able to beat the Klingons in the war. Yeah. It has non war applications. I mean, basically, mm. you can transport great distances instantaneously, practically. So, won't we'll
1: need any more ships, will they even? It, or, uh, yeah. Very few. The what's going on on this ship stuff building up was good. Mm-hmm. The morphing stuff after the Black Alert, creepy mm. and intriguing. No one will tell Michael things. She didn't, she's not sure how she ended up there. Glitter on his shoulders. I wasn't riveted. Yeah. But I was interested. Yeah, yeah. We've got a renegade captain, presumably demoted from Commodore and Lorca, who seems willy-nilly killy to get Burnham on his team. Did he kill the fifty convicts oh my in the God, mine?
0: No. <laughs> I don't think the so. The captain
1: on the shuttle, maybe more?
0: I don't think so. He wanted her. We yeah, don't know. He, he, we
1: don't know yet how much he did to get him. Yeah. Her.
0: And um, they're definitely doing a number to make him seem very malevolent like a man that's willing to do whatever it takes to win a war, which is mm-hmm. a pretty good villain.
1: Yeah. But as but the sh- show goes on, we
0: might learn more about him and he might become a more sympathetic character.
1: Yeah, I hope so, and hopefully less creepy. An alien creature who mangles the Klingons. And then the complexity of her crime and having nothing left to lose and her expertise, which make her a good fit for a renegade ship mm-hmm. doing things beyond Starfleet law but yet she's Starfleet till she dies so she wouldn't go along with anything dodgy mm-hmm. and it turns out that they maybe or hopefully have positive intentions Yeah, I really like that complexity and I'm giving it 9 out of 10 Whoa, concepts
0: jeez yeah. that is high yeah. I, I think it was really good and they introduced some huge concepts that fundamentally change the Star Trek universe so that's kind of a big deal but wow 9 I, I, would, I was going to say 6 Seven. Mm-hmm. All in all, I think there was good story stuff that was happening and good character stuff. But the fact that there's this mycelial network is kind of the big concept about it and that they can go faster.
1: Yeah, that's a big sort of what if this was the case? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what you like in a concept, is I
0: do. I do like it, but... It's
1: not really fleshed out enough for yeah, the applications of it shown. It's, it's not
0: that interesting, really, uh. to me. It's like, well, what if we can teleport places instead of having to warp there? And it's yeah, like, eh, you just get there faster. You get there faster. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but still, I think it was well done. Seven out of ten. Mm.
1: Entertainment. Well, the show started once Tilly showed up. <laughs> it's great to see Burnham finally smile a bit. There's only so many dead slash hurt eyes I can do in close up. The Alice in Wonderland stuff was cheesy and forced, but it's very TOS to quote old English texts verbatim. Oh, right. So, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a homage, I guess. Is the chief engineer supposed to be a McCoy type? Very
0: abrasive. Eh, Maybe, yeah. There's a social dynamic that's going on with him and the captain. Like, the Mm -hmm. captain's making him do this stuff for war, and he's a scientist and doesn't want to do it for war. Yeah. He
1: also resents Burnham a lot.
0: Well, yeah.
1: She got between him and his science and his BFF as -hmm. well. It seemed to me that they were making a few characters, Burnham, Tilly, and Saru, likable against a backdrop of very abrasive Mm a-holes. Making us forgive her crime, I suppose, because we see their cruelty through her eyes. Yeah. Even though their response is justified when you think about it. There was some depth and development to the exchanges between Burnham and Saru and also her and Tilly. Fabulous effects and scenery as usual. It's just not really fun for me. It was better than the first two. So I can see it building. Yeah. But I'm still only going to give it six out of ten.
0: It's not a fun show. It's no. more dramatic. <laughs> and I'm
1: not really into sci-fi, so that's going to be a bit of a more, problem, yeah. isn't
0: it? There's not really silly stuff in there. I mean, Tilly's are silly. and Tilly's are silly. And she's not that silly, really. No, wow. she's just honest. But I thought it was pretty entertaining, and I liked it, I think, more than you did. I thought it was some solid sci-fi. I'm give it eight. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Sexiness.
1: Burnham with curly hair. Did you think she could look even better?
0: She's she's a very attractive woman. It's very hard not to realize how attractive she is.
1: (laughs) The mustard boiler suit is no match for the petrol blue skin tight uniform. Two seconds with the zip down was especially sexy. (laughs) 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 No man candy yet on this show. So three out of five. (laughs) Yeah,
0: sure. Three out of five. Stupid experts.
1: Sticking around on the ship from Alien. So long. Mm
0: -hmm. Stupid.
1: Although I always think they're stupid for putting their own lives at risk. But that's not necessarily their... Moral code here, is it? They're supposed to just do what they've been told to do. Yeah. Fulfill their mission for the greater good. Yeah. So maybe that shouldn't count as stupid. Not reading the massive grub on any sensors first, though, that's
0: stupid. Well, maybe it's a different type of life form that doesn't Ugh. come up on sensors. As usual. As usual. I, I, you know, I think it's pretty low on the stupid experts. Everybody seemed to be pretty competent and the things made sense to me. I give it a one.
1: Ooh. But right? utilizing Burnham is
0: equally clever and stupid.
1: So does that sure. cancel? <laughs> Cancel itself out. I don't know.
0: She gets a lot of flack, obviously, for for starting the war. But did she really start the war? If, well, she did kill that Klingon. She did kill that takuvma yeah, and that was kind of the the mistake. Well, him
1: and the one before.
0: Oh so that's right, a yeah. Double, yeah. Well, she had really a second
1: is. chance to not
0: to not mess it up <laughs> make and make a she war. Double yeah. down on that,
1: yeah. And it's a place where Starfleet rules don't really apply. So that's. Is it stupid to be allowing that to happen, or is it do yeah. you just have to do that in war? I don't know.
0: Well, see, these are some tough questions. I'm going to. Okay.
1: My guess is, mm-hmm. well, she was being transported to prison. Mm-hmm. All the Tilly stuff was wrong, except that she was cute. Mm-hmm. Yes, Burnham was allowed to stay. Of course. She saved a few lives mm-hmm. with the Jeffrey's tube bit. Mm-hmm. Lorca's not sexy, really, and they don't get it on.
0: No. So i got a few bits. All right. Well, let's thank some patrons. Yeah.
1: Welcome and thank you to Lieutenant Way's.
0: We've got new ensigns, Jonathan Gregory and Tom Prentice
1: Welcome to the crew and thank you.
0: All right, we're back with some next gen next week. So why don't you leave the room and we'll give the teaser. Okay, we'll do. Next time on Star Trek, the next generation. We are all in this together. A death mediator hopes to bring peace to a war-torn planet. No, never, never. A sudden attack kills off his translators.
1: Beam us up now!
0: Destroying any chance for cease fire. We need you! On Star Trek: The Next Generation. And with that, I'm Chris Lackey
1: and I'm Rachel Lackey.
0: And you've been listening to
1: Rachel Watches Star Trek. Hold on everybody, the vaccine's nearly coming. <laughs> is Star Trek.